expressed here do not necessarily represent those of this station. Now programming for Toronto's Irish community on AM 1430 Fairchild Radio. If I were king of Ireland and all things at my will I'd roam through all creation you come to find still and the comfort I would seek the most as you might understand is to win the heart of Martha the flower of sweet Strabane Her cheeks they are a rosy red her hair a lovely brown and o'er her milk White shoulders, it carelessly hangs down. She's one of the fairest creatures in the whole of Ireland. And my heart, it's captivated by the flower of sweet Strabane. If I had you, lovely Martha, away in any show. To gain the prize and feast My eyes on the flower of sweet Stravan But I'll go o'er the lagging Down by the steamship tall I'm sailing for America Whatever may befall My boat is bound for Liverpool I'll say farewell, God bless you, my flower of sweet Straban. All right, there we go, Paddy Riley, the flower of the sweet Straban. And uh, welcome to Keologa's Crack. Good morning, everyone. The first show of May, or March, rather. Mad month for the Irish people uh, around the world, but a particularly mad month here in Toronto. Things are kicking off here fast and furious tomorrow as we honour Paddy Canavan. And uh, that song is for Paddy. Paddy's a Tyrone man originally, way back, way, way back. And they, um, and he's, of course, warning him tomorrow as the Ireland Person of the Year. And I uh, look forward to having a great day down there. And also uh, kicks off with Diane, F- Diane Flanagan raising the flag down at uh, City Hall. I'm solo here today now. My old pal Ken is, uh, is off running kids around to soccer games. But... Um, I'm actually physically not solo uh, here today because I'm delighted to be joined in studio by a couple of lads um, who are from the Toronto Chieftains Youth GAA Club. Uh, That's not officially what they're called, but that's what I call it. Um, But we're going to talk a little bit about GAA and uh, particularly the uh, the youth in the city and how to uh, how to draw a few younger folks into the club here. But lads, you're very welcome. Thanks for joining me here. Morning, you're, Mark. You're brave men, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Great so to be here. Ray Moore and uh, Jerry Grennan are here in studio. But uh, my old reliable is on the line here. Good morning, Ken. How are you doing? I'm grand, Mark. How's things? You're, um, uh, you have company there without me. I have company here without you, yeah. Kind of cheating on you here a bit. 
A little bit, yeah, yeah. But sure, let away, let you away with it for one week anyway. <laughs> Good man yourself. Good man. What's the yeah, crack big anyway? Day tomorrow. Big day tomorrow. Looking forward to that. Yeah, it should be. Uh, it should be a nice day. What's the over under on Paddy's be. speech? Have you heard yet? I haven't heard. Now I think I think he's almost finished it. Is he? <laughs> I think he finished the final chapter last night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll be a good afternoon and the weather's supposed to be good for the flag resin too I think 4 degrees they're calling for tomorrow so that should be nice wonderful yeah we don't get that very often we do not we do not and uh, speaking of uh, March been uh, a crazy month for us all I don't know if you noticed your man down south there Trump announced that March was going to be Irish Heritage Month down there so he must be looking for our vote for uh, 2020 he may well be yeah Irish Heritage Month aye imagine yeah. He's, he's, yeah, he's mad for the votes, isn't he? He's mad for the votes. Yeah, he's going to need them, I'll tell you that, in 2020, I think. Well, one of the lads in the studio here, uh, Jerry, is from New York, so um, he'd be a huge oh, right. fan of Trump, I'd say. Oh, OK, one of them, is he? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's uh, he's kind of laughing at that, too. I uh, bet. Yeah, very so, good. Well, listen, uh, you and I are heading across the pond, and uh, this time next week we'll be um, sitting in the Aviva Stadium watching an old rugby game, I think, won't we? We will indeed, and made uh, far more exciting by uh, last weekend's results indeed. with the Irish uh, wonderful win over Wales and then Scotland taking the Calcutta Cup from England. So uh, it's all on the line next week, and it should be a fantastic day. I'm really, I'm really excited about this. I don't know about you. I am, of course, yeah. Um, bit of bad news, though, about Keen Healy retiring. Um, yeah. That's too young altogether, but um, in the best interest of his health, he's uh, he's backing out of the game. Oh, right, OK. I actually didn't hear that, so... Did I get the name <laughs> wrong? Um, are you talking about Jimmy Heathlip? I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was just testing you to see if you were listening. All right, OK, yeah, and no, I'm glad I'm tuned in this morning. I was up at 5 a.m. this morning to get down to London, Ontario, so oh, yeah, I'm, I'm I, wide awake at this stage. I so. scattered a few people now with that comment. Yeah, yeah, I was uh, <laughs> was wondering where you were going there, but uh, Jamie Heathlip, yeah, yes, really yes. sad to hear him uh, leave the game. And uh, he's, he, he was a phenomenal player, 95 caps for Ireland, and, of course, a great player for Leinster as well. A one-man team. Yeah. Uh, we're in the blue with Leinster, and really sad to, to see him leave the game at uh, at this stage, but um, there you go. Yeah. You know, it happens uh, to the best of them. It does indeed. The them. It does indeed. Well, we're going to get a break from GAA, it looks like. Um, I'm sure Desmond's news will be filled with information about the big storm, the snowstorms going on over there, um, but um, it didn't stop the games from going ahead last week. And there was a few, uh, a few crackers last weekend. Galway beat Kerry one fourteen to fourteen, and Donegal pipped Kildare by a point. Uh, Monaghan had a win against Tyrone, and um, a replay of last year's All Ireland saw Dublin defeat Mayo two ten to twelve points. So Dublin Galway on top of the league there can in, in Division One, and Monaghan just behind them in second, but. Um, the relegation battle is interesting there for Division 1 with Tyrone, Kildare, Mayo and Donegal all fighting for their lives. Yeah, yeah, it is indeed, yeah. And of course with the weather, as you say, there's nothing nothing to play for uh, no. this weekend, which will probably throw the, the hurling schedule into uh, a crazy... There's not many... Yeah. There's no weekends, actually, really, is there, to, to put any fixtures in. I don't think they've left themselves any gaps at all. So no, that's going to squeeze That's going to be right. tough. Yeah, and of course, speaking of... Storm Emma there. I mean, the, the crack has been mighty there. I don't know if you were listening to much of it. I know you were traveling this week, but mm-hmm. 
tuning in there to think that the Taoiseach has to come on and tell everyone to stay at home and yes. the country shut down at four o'clock on Thursday and ah, uh, sure now. Yeah, uh, people are getting yeah, the, ca- the cabin, uh, the, the cabin fever, if you will. I was going to say the cabin fever. But, not, a, um, not a slice pan to be found, <laughs> or, or a bottle of milk anywhere. Yeah, and then there was great crack last night in Dublin. Of course, there was a bit of looting going on. So, um, oh no, oh no. Oh yeah, um, you'll have to get onto social media and see what happened there. A couple of fellas oh. went rogue with a big digger and uh, tore down the side of a a Lidl or a Lidl store, however you pronounce it. But um, oh, anyway, no, the lads went in looting immediately. And, oh, boy. Uh, they pulled out the safe as well, and they tried to crack it open then with the digger. Oh, and was, God. It was, and it was all caught on video, so uh, they arrested nine people this morning. Uh, got them all, every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> Good Lord, that's something else. Yeah. Oh, my, oh, my. Well, we'll have to catch up on that best. We will. Yeah, and sure. uh, Roy Keane has, um, his managerial uh, um, career has kicked off over in India. I don't know if you read that bit of news today. Roy Keane, are you throwing me for another loop? I am, yeah. This is Robbie. <laughs> <laughs> are you all right this morning there? You're, you're a bit, bit shaky, off. am I? <laughs> Either that or you're just trying to catch me. But, I'm, uh, trying to, I'm trying to test anyway, you. Yeah. Fair play to you. Where are so you Robbie anyway? Keane. Robbie Keane has <laughs> Robbie Keane has kicked off. Has he? He's a he's a coach in India now. He is. Yes. I'm not sure what to believe this morning from you. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's the truth. <laughs> Very good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Fair play to him. And uh, you, um, I have an interview here that you did with uh, Bernard Walsh, uh, Ken. I'm looking All forward right, to hearing good. from Bernard. Yeah, yeah, very good. With uh, he's the um, managing director of Walsh Distilleries back there in Carlo. So uh, very nice fellow. Yeah. Hopefully uh, that gets played all right there. Good we'll stuff. Be, uh, yeah. We'll hear from him. And just a quick one too. Just uh, We didn't have the information last week to give out on uh, Father Jerry Scott's uh, visitation and funeral. And I just thought I'd throw that out here at the top of the show in case people are wondering. And it is up on our website. Okay. But it is tomorrow. Uh, the visitation is 3 to 5 and 7 till 9 where there'll be a vigil prayer service at half seven as well, and that's at the O'Connor Funeral Home at 1939 Lawrence Avenue East in uh, Scarborough. And the funeral is on Monday, mm-hmm. March the 5th, at 11 a.m. in St. Joseph's Parish, and that's t- uh, 200 Moorish Road in Scarborough. Right. So uh, there you go. Good stuff. Just thought we'd get that out. All well right. Done. And I'll hear from you later calendar. on. Will you I'll do the calendar? You will. Later on Okay, pal. Will I hear from you later on? You'll, you'll you will. Take... Yeah, yeah. I'll call in for you for sure, and I'll do the calendar. And okay. I don't know. Did you line up an old Rory Gallagher? I did. I did. I don't have it right here. It, it will no. be on during the show. Um, ah, but yeah, brilliant. He would have turned well, so seventy yesterday. Incredible. Yesterday, amazing, and a fabulous yeah. artist, born in Ballyshannon, and uh, grew up in Cork. And uh, we'll throw that out to to Karen McNulty. Carolyn McAnulty because uh, she's always tuned in to these things too and she was texting me last night to make sure we were playing a bit of Rory and I said Mark's got it all handled oh, there'll yeah, be no I'll Joe there'll be lots of Rory don't worry about that I'll have it all on <laughs> good man <laughs> alright alright well I played a song for Paddy Canavan there to kick the show off and I'm going to play this one for his uh, his wife Colette who'll be looking great tomorrow I'm sure and of course uh, this will be no show without a Joe right here we go Kenny you ready oh, Lord. good luck to you talk See to you ya. later bye Beautiful. 
show the world what a woman could be When he created a woman like you He made the sun shine right out of your eyes He made the moon glow all over your head He put a soft summer breeze in your sides So you could breathe summer into the air Oh my, you make me sigh You're such a good-looking woman When people stop and people stare You know it fills my heart with pride You watch their eyes, they're so surprised The thing is falling out of heaven And if you listen to what they're talking about They're talking about who's walking about With an angel at his side Incredible angel they had Was found to be quite unable to fly Do you know what they had forgotten to do? Up there where they make all those heavenly things They made an angel as lovely as you But they'd forgotten to fit you with wings Oh my, you make me sigh You're such a good-looking woman When people stop, when people stare You know it fills my heart with pride You watch their eyes, they're so surprised They think you've fallen out of heaven And if you listen to what they're talking about They're talking about who's walking about With an angel at his side The Quinn family invite you to visit downtown Toronto's oasis of Irish hospitality at the Irish Embassy, 49 Young Street at Wellington, and P.J. O'Brien's at 39 Colborne, just behind the King Edward Hotel. The Irish Embassy, a landmark of classic architecture, is your downtown destination for drinks, snacks, lunch, or dinner. Call 416-866-8282. And just around the corner, enjoy the local pub atmosphere of PJ O'Brien's, serving the best in pub fare and also your downtown venue for an intimate evening dinner. PJ's has live music every Friday and Saturday night. Call PJ's at 416-815-7562. All right, I'm sure we'll see a little bit of PJ O'Brien's here over the next uh, three or four weeks. Anyway, I'm going to come into studio here and have a chat with um, uh, with Jerry Grennan and uh, with Ray Moore. Lads, you're very welcome uh, from the outset. You're fierce, brave men now coming in to have a chat uh, in, in the studio here. But um, I'm really looking forward to hearing a little bit more about yourselves, first of all, and how long you've been involved with the Chieftains. And maybe, Jerry, you could kind of kick us off here. You don't have an Irish accent, so I have to explain that a little bit. I don't. I, I come to Toronto by way of uh, the Bronx <laughs> in New York. Had a boy. <laughs> so, so I grew up playing Gaelic football down there. Yeah. And uh, work has taken me over the years to London and to Detroit. 
Okay. And then to Toronto at the tail end of my career. And in all places, there was a Gaelic football team just waiting. And I got involved and enjoyed the game. And uh, now now we're sharing it with, with my kids and the other kids in Toronto. And um, uh, how, how did you get involved with Gaelic games in the Bronx? Your, your parents... Uh just signed up, yeah, signed way up back yourself, at yeah. a very no, no. I I was so young I don't even remember. Yeah, you yeah. know, it was kindergarten or something. At an early <laughs> age, I I grew up going to Gaelic Park in the Bronx. Yeah, a cousin of my dad's played for Cavan, and they would come out on tour every summer. Right, he was my first sports idol. Okay, very and, good. And uh, so I grew up in Gaelic Park and. Oh, you did. Okay. Play, playing on a football team as soon as I could. Good man yourself. Well, the man beside you uh, has given me a few chisels in the back a few times, so <laughs> I know I know he's a local man. Ray, you're welcome. Good Thank to you, see Mark. you again. Kind How are of, you this morning? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. good. Well, give us a little bit of background on yourself for those. Um, who so think yeah, everyone knows you, though. Yeah, well, for the most part. Yeah, for the most part, I um, grew up in the city here. Um, well, grew up a whole time in the city, but started off Gaelic football. Cormac O'Murray up at Centennial Park and Mickey Hamill running us around garbage cans when we couldn't afford the pylons back then. <laughs> and then um, through the years progress, we had the Tobacco Gales. Then um, we formed with Scarborough with Kevin Lucknan. He came in with us and um, obviously Paul Lucknan, which everybody yeah. else, everyone knows. <laughs> and then um, progress playing with the mics over the years. Um, won a few championships here and there, you, you know. Did? And yeah. then um, got into the coaching, helping out with the senior, took over the junior. Um, over the last couple of years, juniors weren't doing as well, and I got a call from Noreen McCann to mm-hmm. come help uh, with the Chieftains. Good man, good man. Well, listen, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about the Chieftains. I know there's a very specific thing we want to talk about. Um, I don't know if you're aware or not, but every week we get a, a consolidation of all the news from Ireland, and there's a man on the line here now from Ottawa, and he's going to give us the news. Good morning, Desmond. Good morning there, Mark, and uh, great crack there in the studio this morning, and good morning, folks. Desmond Devoy here with the news from Ireland for this week. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Here are the top stories that are making headlines in Ireland. Our top story this morning, well, there was only one story in Ireland this week. The beast from the east descended on Ireland, bringing the entire island to a standstill. When the beast met up with Storm Emma, the colliding systems brought with them as much as seven feet of snowdrift in some areas, a level of snow cover not seen in Ireland since the last major snowstorm in 1982, causing havoc in a country not used to heavy snow. The Red Status Alert weather warning was extended into Saturday morning Irish time for Leinster for snow and ice. Aer Lingus cancelled all flights on Friday, with most operations in Dublin not reopening until 10 a.m. Irish time Saturday. Ryanair also cancelled all Irish flights. Along with snow, there was also high winds reported across the country with schools closed and more than 22,000 homes and businesses without electricity in Dublin, Louth, Meath, Wexford and Cork as of Friday night. There are more than 125,000 homes, farms and businesses without power at one point. As much as 24,000 kilometres of roads saw grit spread on them across the country and 6,000 tonnes of salt was spread on primary roads. T-shirt Leo Varadkar told RTE News that the situation was being monitored hour by hour at the National Emergency Coordination Centre and that Ireland was now entering a recovery phase which could, quote, take a few days. More than 200 snowplows were busy clearing the island's roads. For a time, people had been advised not to leave their homes by the Taoiseach and Gardaí. Airports in Cork, Kerry, Shannon, Donegal and Knock were closed. 
Dublin bus may start resuming service on Saturday morning. Irish Rail has suspended all services until noon on Saturday, Irish time. Bus Aaron and Lewis Tram services were also grounded from Thursday on. Gardaí pleaded for people to stay off of the roads, telling motorists that they were putting their own lives and the lives of others at risk if they got behind the wheel. The health service executive cancelled all outpatient appointments on Friday and non-urgent surgeries. Schools and colleges were also closed and may not, all may not reopen in time for Monday. Water services were also disrupted as were back broadband internet. Irish Water is advising customers to conserve water this weekend. Hundreds of motorists had to be dug out of snowdrifts by emergency services after becoming stranded. Even ambulances and fire trucks became stuck in the snow. A baby girl was born on the side of a county Kilkenny road after the ambulance her mother was traveling in, trying to get to St. Luke's General Hospital, got stuck in snow. Twelve firefighters dug the ambulance out, but even at that, the ambulance later pulled over to the side of the road, five kilometers short of Kilkenny, as the baby was not waiting. Mother and child are reportedly doing well, according to the Irish Daily Mirror. Meanwhile, the Herald reports that post offices were starting to run out of cash on Friday. On post offices in Dublin, Loud and Offaly have reportedly been emptied of cash as social assistance recipients showed up to collect payments. Roads blocked by snow meant that some offices had not received deliveries of cash. About 32 social welfare offices were unable to open on Thursday. An early estimate puts the damage costs at about 160 million euros. Even the sports world was not spared, as the lads were mentioning early. Earlier, the Gaelic Athletic Association has cancelled the entire Allianz Hurling and Gaelic Football League fixtures list for this weekend. All 33 games are cancelled for this weekend and will be rescheduled throughout the rest of the month. On the women's side, all little National Football League games scheduled for this weekend have also been cancelled, according to the Irish Independent. In business news, there was some limited looting in Dublin on Friday night, with a little store in City West being looted and smashed using a digger. The defence forces were called to help the Gardaí to the scenes because of the weather, according to the Irish Times. The Irish Daily Mirror reports that thugs tore the roof off of the little supermarket in Tala, with nine people being arrested. As many as 30 people were reportedly trying to attack the store at Fortunstown Lane. Also, a central convenience store and a Topaz gas station in City West were also targeted for looting. But it wasn't all bad news as some people decided to take advantage of the sudden winter wonderland. In County Meath, 12 teenagers spent seven hours trying to build building an Irish igloo during their day off on Thursday. The igloo can safely hold all 12, and it attracted the attention of the Irish community in Toronto, who wrote online that, quote, a little bit of Canada has gone to Ireland. And in Dublin's Phoenix Park, more than 100 people showed up to settle an old rivalry between Southsiders and Northsiders of the capital city in what was described as an epic snowball fight on Thursday. My relatives in Malahide and Swords would be glad to know that the north side prevailed over the south side, where my late mother from Churchtown was from, according to the Irish Daily Mirror. The event was organized online by Will Royal, 37, with more than 20,000 people joining the Facebook page in less than a day. Royal said that more than 10,000 snowballs were thrown by about 100 people who showed up. The event had been scheduled for the O'Connell Street Bridge, but the venue was moved because of a lack of snow there. There are many fallen warriors on both sides. It was a brave and brutal fight, but in the end, the Southsiders got absolutely lashed out of it, said Royal. And there you go, folks. That was the news from Ireland for this week, a very wintry edition. The news is brought to you by our friends at Aer Lingus. Traveling to Ireland and Europe has never been easier with Aer Lingus's year-round direct service from Toronto to Dublin, with connections available from more than 10 Canadian cities to Dublin. 
Smartflies, Aer Lingus. Find out more online at www.airlingus.com. That's www.airlingus.com. Now you're up to date. Now it's back to Toronto with all the gas happening over at the GAA in Toronto and the sports world. Kia like crack with Mark O'Brien and the lads. So until next week, folks, Slango Foil. There you go, Big Tom. Uh, nothing so fast as the passing of time. And I'm going to send that out to John Morley, a belated uh, birthday request that was. Uh, apparently, John is a big fan of Big Tom. And, uh, of course, I'm a big bit of a fan myself. But um, anyway, there you go, a bit of Big Tom. All right, back in studio here with um, with the lads. Um, 
uh, Ray and Jerry, and uh, I thought that um, be an opportunity to give the lads the floor here a little bit and just have them talk a little bit about um, uh, what are some of the challenges, what are some of the initiatives for this year, what are the chieftains all about. Tell us a little bit about your numbers as well and and uh, how they've grown over the years, and you know, just that the floor is yours a little bit, and obviously a little bit of contact information about how, how do, if somebody's listening and they. They want to get their kids involved. Um, it's not boys only, right? It's girls as well. No. So, um, yeah. Yeah, so basically, Mark, what we're trying to do is um, build on the numbers that we've um, had over the last couple of years and um, start also um, progressing into the different age groups. As of right now, we have under 14 down. We're coming the next couple of years. We'd like to go to an under 16, then hopefully under 18, all the way up. Um, so some of the challenge we're having is um, obviously the numbers. Uh, last year, we had about, I think it was, was it 60, Jerry, or 80 kids? Well, there were about 80 kids registered in the program. Yeah. Yeah. So for the program to grow, obviously, the numbers are, you know, those are great numbers, but we need to yeah, yeah. to get those numbers maybe even double down the road. To, and, um, and, and how have you recruited to get to 80 to begin with? Oh, well... Like like with a lot of these clubs, right? There's yeah. one person that's been the backbone of the club, and yeah. for years and years, uh, Noreen McCann and Eamon uh, Gallagher, Eamon Gallagher yeah. were were the backbone, and they did a lot of networking, right, just right. networking, 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 talking to people, trying to get them to bring people out. Yeah, they did a couple of sessions. Noreen uh, did some sessions where she set up a table in a hockey arena at the end of the hockey season. Yeah. And we try and target our our indoor skill season yeah. to be right at the end of hockey season and before the summer sports start. Brilliant. Brilliant. So there's a gap for parents to bring their kids out and have them be active. Yeah. And it's and then it's an opportunity for us to get people introduced to Gaelic football, learn the game and hopefully enjoy it and stick with it. Wonderful, wonderful. And if I was a parent listening now, what kind of a cost would this would it have a would there be a fee associated with becoming a member or or you can you can look it up and let me know so later on. But um, and then uh, 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 while you're while you're thinking about that, what, what would be the kind of male female ratio of the of the 80 that you have? I'd say it'd be pretty close to half. 50 yeah, 50. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And see, now the issue that we'll, we also deal with is going down to the CYC, you know, um, you know, there's certain age groups where it has to be all girls, all boys once they reach the, the age 12. Yeah. And unfortunately, we don't have those numbers as of yet. Yeah. Um, it's something that we're going to be looking forward to down the road doing that. We were lucky enough last year, you know, that we, we didn't have to turn these kids away and not um, yeah. be able to go to the CYC. So we, got in contact with Ottawa and we basically split our teams and our coaches and basically represented Canada down there. Yeah, pretty good. So um, it was unreal, like 2,500 kids. Incredible. Going Thursday to Sunday, 16 pitches. Never seen anything like it. It's incredible, isn't it? Yeah. 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 So to go back to your cost yep. question and, and really to describe the season at the same time, it's in three parts. Yeah. We have a six-week indoor session that starts April 7th, and it's really focused on skills, soloing the ball, picking it up, good yep. catching, good passing, basic yep. skills for playing Gaelic football. And then when the weather's warmer at the end of those six weeks, we then split all the children into a couple of teams, and yep. they stay with that team, and then we run a competitive house league yep. for another six weeks right? Uh, where they go at each other week after week. Uh, hopefully the teams are even, and, and it's good competitive football. And, and then a medal and a championship at the end. 
for that 12-week program, we have good support from the GAA, both here in Canada and in Ireland. So we're able to keep the cost down to $85 per child for the 12 weeks. And that's wow. the 12-week program, the indoor period, the outdoor period, and, and a T-shirt yeah. uh, for the team uh, for $85. So we try and keep a good value again. Yep. It's the whole, we have the help of the GAA community to try and build the program. Yeah. And so we keep the cost down. So first part of the season, indoor session. Second part, outdoor. That's really the end of the formal part of the year. Yeah. Then we try and do a bit of traveling because we have to travel to get a game to yeah. find competition. Yeah. Ottawa's always happy to have a game. Buffalo might be happy to have a game. There's the big CYC, the Continental Youth Championship. Yeah which again with thousands of kids go, that's the ultimate place to go and compete and see how well you're doing as a program. Fortunately, last year it was in Buffalo. Yeah. Quite reachable for right, us. Right, right, very good. This year it's in Boston. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> and the games are gonna run from Wednesday through Sunday. Okay. So you'd have to go down Tuesday evening. So that's a big cost, right? American dollar yeah. cost. Yeah, that would be. So our main season, is $85 yeah. and then we try and go to the CYC our teams do well yeah but it's a bit of a frustration because we only go with half of our team yeah. given the cost there's not so many families yeah. that can yeah. make that commitment and, right. and that's why Ottawa has a similar challenge I see I see so this year and every year we try and get the numbers as strong as ever we yeah. try and get our fundraising ramped up good, as well good. as we can to offer stipends to, because you'd really love to go with your own team as well yeah. as you do. Yeah. You look at a team, you're, sometimes you compete against a team that's 15 players that are obviously in sync with each yeah. other. Yeah. And you think, if only we had our full team yeah. to see how we'd compare. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the goal that we're working for. Build the numbers, compete as well as we can with the best competition in, in the in the U.S. and North America. Yeah, like just for example, when we are down there last year, Michael Hamill was, and Danny Quayle coaching the under-8s Played a very good team from New York. Talked to the coach afterwards on what their training schedule was. Two practices a week for their under eights. Wow. Yeah. yeah. So that's uh, that's the kind of competition you're going up against, yeah. right? Yeah. And able to play in New York, probably able to get play against under eights whenever they want, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great very good. Footballers in New York. And that that <laughs> um, that indoor uh, piece, that six week yeah. piece that you talked about, Jerry. Where whereabouts does that take place, or do you rotate it? No, no. So it, no. It, it, Every year it's in the same place. It's Ultra Sports um, off of Birchmount, just south of Ellesmere. Birchmount and Ellesmere. Okay. Yeah. All right. No, that's just uh, kind of, um, yeah. I'm and sure folks would be interested in logistics. Yeah, for everybody, whatever they want to, if they have time to check out the Toronto Chieftains Facebook page. Um, Perfect. It's updated all the time. All the info is on there for the indoor and outdoor training sessions. Okay, good, good. So, Jerry, uh, just um, let's get away from the Chieftains here. I have a song lined up that apparently you wrote. Um, you know you didn't write the music but uh, it was a bit of a surprise to you I think when we told you that we had the song lined up yes big um, surprise but there's a song here um, <laughs> you know n n no surprise it has the you know one of the most uh, awful things that ever happened in the city that you came from um, which was the uh, the Twin Towers event and uh, you took the music from the town I love so well and repurposed it tell I us a little bit about what was going on there well you know I, I grew up growing up in the Bronx in the 70s and my parents would listen to radio programs much like this one, yeah, right? Yeah. And get bad news from Ireland. Mm -hmm. And I remember seeing how, how much it touched them. You know? Yeah, yeah. And, and then they'd play that song. And yeah. I always thought it was the most touching song I ever heard, right? Oh, the combination so 
of the music yeah. and the lyrics. Just you could feel exactly the way the song meant for you to feel. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and 9-11 was the most touching experience of my life, yeah, yeah. sitting there watching those terrible things yeah, happen. I'm sure. Yeah. And, and I just spent years thinking of the song when I thought about 9-11, so I thought, I thought I might put the two together. Yeah. Well, let's throw it out here. Um, I can tell it's something that you get emotional even talking about. And uh, the singer here is, uh, you said his name is Dominic? Dickie Donnelly. Oh, sorry, Dickie Donnelly. Dickie Donnelly. Donnelly. He, okay. He's living in Burr in, in Offaly. Oh, is he? But okay. he, he was a friend of my brother's in the Bronx, and he's a musician. And he did a quick cut. He did this quickly. Yeah. He's actually doing a full recording of it now as we speak, in a, uh, trying to work on a studio version. Wonderful. Okay, well, let's play a bit of it here. It's about a seven-minute long song. We mightn't get through all of it, but um, we'll get through a good chunk of it. Listen in here. My memory, I will always see the towers that I, I have known so well, where they stood so tall. the song 
still they should run but alone she just couldn't stop more murder so the second barbalo into twin tower number two and all were just frozen here in shock mortal wounds to the pair the whole world it stopped and stared at the towers that we know so the pain in the flames we watched such desperate games we watched as all the city crews ignored the danger and we watched and we cried we raged as they died the twins and the thousands inside. When you think of Irish tradition, what comes to mind? Live music, great hospitality, and a pub atmosphere of laughter and song imported from the Emerald Isle itself. And one of Ireland's greatest imports is the Keane family, serving up the finest fare and crack this side of County Galway since 1991 at the Galway Arms. The family-owned pub has been charming patrons since, well, last century, and as a result attracts some of the GTA's greatest Irish characters. Known far and wide for its chef-designed menu and traditional Irish music, it's also Toronto's home of Gaelic games live from Ireland on the big screens. You can like them on Facebook, and you're sure to like them in person. Visit thegalwayarms.ca to view daily specials. The Galway Arms, your home away from home, and not too far from home, at 838 The Queen's way in Etobicoke. Call 416-251-0096. Make a date and make it for the Galway Arms. All right, folks. Well, on the line, I have Bernard Walsh, who's the managing director of Walsh Whiskey Distillery in Carlow in Ireland. Bernard, you're very welcome to Keologus Crack. Ken, great, great to be with you and uh, all the listeners. Well, listen, uh, I'm sure a lot of our listeners are familiar with uh, your Writer's Tears Whiskey, which is on the shelves in the LCBO. And uh, congratulations on having that listed there. It's not an easy job, but once you get in, it's fantastic. And uh, I know that uh, I've had many a Writer's Tears over the, uh, the last few years, and I enjoy it thoroughly. And hopefully our listeners are too. Listen, tell us, Bernard, how did you get into this? Um, well, it's a long story, but it goes back to 1999. Uh, myself and, and my wife Rosemary, uh, we we'd um, uh, return home to Ireland after many years in, in London, and uh, we had this crazy idea that we were going to start up a, a liqueur and whiskey business, um, not knowing too much about it, but uh, knowing that we really liked uh, liked our whiskey and. Uh, um, you know, if we could set up a vineyard, we would, uh, but wines don't go too well in Ireland, but uh, barley does, and Irish wine is Irish whiskey for us. So this is sort of a, a dream. It, it, was, it took a long time. It, uh, so first and foremost, we uh, didn't have access to whiskey, and 
Irish whiskey at the time was controlled by one company, um, Irish Distillers Primary Car. So we were lucky enough that we got access to distillers from Middlemiga. We ended up getting a contract there. So that allowed us, as it was mature, our, our own whiskey um, uh, blended and come out with our, our own expressions quite early on. So by 2005, we had uh, our first whiskies in the market, and we started in Ireland very, very simply. But slowly over the years, built up stocks and uh, built around you two brands, uh, Ryder Sears, you mentioned, and the Irishman. The Irishman, uh, not really in the LCBO or Canada widely at the moment. You can get it in, in a few places, maybe under some vintage listings. Um, but, yeah, we built up the brand uh, slowly but surely. And once we, I suppose, got uh, sales up to a half-decent level, we're now sorry, exporting to 45 countries, we then decided to push the boat out and, and build a new distillery in Carlo. Carlo hadn't seen a new distillery since 1798, believe it or not. Uh, right. Once the last one was, was, was a very big distillery, actually, was closed um, uh, because the, the, the Lacey family at the time from the United were accused of giving refuge to the boys. And uh, the distillery was turned into a flour mill. So after 200 years, we've got the uh, first distillery back in Carlo. And uh, it's, it's fantastic that locally we're going to about 40 lads and lassies locally. Um, there's uh, you know not too much industry in Carlo. Uh, a lot of them are traveling to Dublin or work for some of the bigger brewers and distillers in Dublin. And, um, yeah, we're also buying... Uh, most of barley locally in Carlo. We call it the barley basket of Ireland. Lots of barley there. So we, we source barley from over 30, 39 different farms there. And, uh, yeah, we're, um, we're going flat out at the moment. We're 24 7 at the moment. Uh, but apart from, uh, the weather, which tends to stop this very from now and then, the big snowfalls and whatever that we get. Yes, getting a little bit of that in Ireland this week, but uh, hopefully it doesn't damage yeah, doesn't damage too many of the crops in the farming industry at all. But uh, listen, that's a, it's a wonderful story and a, and a great success story too. Uh, and uh, you're, you're saying there that you've, you've opened your place there in Carlo. Do you uh, do tours of your uh, distillery? Yeah, yeah, the distillery is open for tours. So um, I suppose the, the difference with our, our tours is that you, you you sort of go around, you can meet the distillers as you're going around, chat with them. You get right up to the pot, so you can ha- have a look in. Um, you know, customs and excise man's are looking. You can uh, dip, your, dip your your hand in the in the uh, spirit safe and uh, uh, you know get to enjoy the, the spirits coming off the sills. It's uh, so it's, re- it's the tour is. So, you know, it's a personal tour. You get right up close, uh, and, and by the time you leave, you'll fully understand the, how we distill. And um, also, I suppose, the care and attention that goes into it. So, you know, we, we start with the farm, you know, a farmer, some itself. So we start with the farmer, and we finish with the farmer. So it's a very green business. Um, the very little waste. The byproduct is pot ale and spent grains, and we sell them back to the farmers for animal feed. So lots of happy uh, cows and pigs in Carlo. That's uh, that's brilliant. Great to see that. And you've done. Uh, you've, you're out here in Canada. You've done a, a big deal here and looking for yeah. expansion. Give us a little bit yeah. of insight into that. Yeah. So we've been um, working in Ontario for the last six years. Started very simply with sort of a, a single vintage listing and, and built it up over time to the whiskey shop and ultimately a, a full listing. But um, we the, the system in Canada is you work through agents and we've worked with many different agents over time. Uh, but what uh, we've, we've, wor- we've worked more recently with an agent called Woodman, uh, Wines and Spirit, a family business like ourselves, that's excellent. And 
uh, we decided to put all our portfolio with Woodman um, and they were represented entirely here, uh, which is which is a you know it's a big deal for us, big deal for them. And the LTBO met us uh, this week, and they were delighted with it. So um, hopefully, you will see many more expressions of various tiers. In fact, um, up, up between now and St Patrick's, you should be able to get a new expression of various tiers through the vintages uh, called Redhead. There's only 700 bottles in Canada. Um, and uh, when it's gone, it's gone. But it's it's, be- it's beautiful. It's a sherry malt, so if you can get your hands on a bottle, and um, you know, well worth it. I will definitely have to do that. Now that there's only 700, you'll have uh, all our listeners going mad trying to find. Now arriving in Canada, Guinness Hop House 13, all the way from the Open Gate Brewery at St. James Gate in Dublin. Double hopped for a more flavourful lager, from the first sip to the crisp finish. Earning its name from the original Hop House 13 at St. James Gate. 
available at select pubs and now arriving across Canada in 500ml cans. Guinness Hop House 13. More hops, more taste, more character. All right, let's go and get the calendar of events. Kenny is back. And, uh, as usual, it's busy. For a fellow who's not in studio, I'm hearing my voice an awful lot in this uh, radio show, Mark. So anyway, we, here we go with the Guinness Community Calendar of Events. And the course March is is mad with us. And well, first of all, we'll let you know that Celtic Canada magazine is now out. There's great articles and uh, write-ups in that. And a special one on the IPOY. And I believe there'll be loads of copies down there for everyone to pick up tomorrow at the big event and of course you can check them out at CelticCanada.com The 8th annual Toronto Irish Film Festival is on currently it started last night and it runs through this Sunday at the Tiff Bell Lightbox check them out on the web for all the different movies and documentaries that they're shown it's a great lineup. dancing classes are still going on so you can visit our website to get all the dates and times on that one as well folks and tonight is the last night to catch that little gem the Toronto Irish Players uh, play Little Gem by Elaine Murphy down there at the Alumni Theatre. Hopefully, if you haven't seen it, you can get a last-minute ticket. Call them there, 416-440-2888, or check them out on the web. And the Chris Langan weekend is also taking place here with musicians from Canada, the United States, and Ireland. And that is on right through till tomorrow afternoon. And, of course, we talked about it off the top of the show, the flag raising with Diane Flanagan and, of course, the Irish Person of the Year, Paddy Canavan. We hope that we see a magnificent crowd down there tomorrow at the Toronto Hilton. Tickets are $70, and you can book them from Cormac Monaghan, 416-904-7818, or send them an email, ipoytoronto at gmail.com. Gowling WG Ireland Canada Breakfast is taking place and it's a growing trade and investment opportunities and that is taking place on March the 9th at 7.30am at First Canadian Place that's at 100 King Street West in Suite 1600 the CTO is pleased to be marketing partner for this their second annual seminar giving the members access to top speakers Gowling WG and Mason Hayes and Curran Host Minister Dennis Naughton, TD Minister for Communications, Climate Action and Environment, and also Ambassador Jim Kelly will be uh, part of a panel leading ex- of leading experts for a fascinating forum on how companies across diverse industries can benefit from investing in Ireland and its springboard effect into Europe. So please join them by checking them out on the web there. The Ireland Fund of Canada later that afternoon, of course, will have the largest St. Patrick's Day luncheon in the world. So come on out and join them. They are going to honour General Jean de Chastelain. And, of course, he played a key role in the Northern Ireland peace process. The parade, of course, is on on March the 11th, the usual route, so go out and check that out, line the streets. And there's a St. Patrick's Day Cayley on March the 17th at 8pm, and it'll run through 11.30 by the folks at the Open Door Cayley. Everybody, of course, is welcome. The Royal Canadian Legion, 3591 Dundas Street West in Toronto. Tickets are $15, and it's a cash bar. Give Geraldine a call, or you can give Mary a call as well. And you want to save the date for their big dance weekend, May 25th and 26th. The Wolf Tones will be on on St. Paddy's Night, March the 17th, at the Estonia Hall, 958 Broadview Avenue. Tickets are $45, and the doors open at 7 p.m. with the band coming on at 8 p.m. And you can check them out on the friendsofsinnfein.com website. 
St. Patrick's Dinner, Dance and Auction at the Royal Canadian Legion branch is uh, taking place down in Burlington. And that's also on St. Patrick's Night from 5 p.m. till past midnight. There'll be dance and live music, comedy. Tickets are $35. You can reserve your tables of eight and check them out at 905-639-6400. The Easter commemoration was also coming up on Easter Sunday, March the 31st, at the Hot House Restaurant, and you can check out uh, Friends of Sinn Féin website for that. Tickets are $60, and the Belf- uh, Belfast Mayor will actually be in town for that event. And then just put a note in your calendar for Saturday, May the 12th, when there's a big celebration with um, the St. Pat's organization as they celebrate 50 years. And you can get your information from Lorraine Morley at yahoo.ca. There you go, Mark, trying to get it in under the wire. Check it all out at SaturdayIrishRadio.com on our Guinness Community Calendar. Good man, Ken. Well done. And uh, back in studio here with the lads. We have to wrap it up, lads. Thanks a lot for coming in. Thank you, Final messages from you. Toronto Chieftains on Facebook. Yeah, so the Toronto Chieftains on Facebook. Um, biggest thing here is, you know, anybody that used to play the game or has interest in playing the game, get in contact, get onto the Facebook page, and um, one of us will get back to you. Yep. And there's um, two other things that Jerry just wants to reiterate here too. We're looking for children, and we're delighted for donations as well. We'd love your help. All Give right. us your money. Well, this is a good investment uh, uh, for whoever uh, would be willing to put some more uh, dollars into this so lads well done and that's a great cause just so you know i think uh you know you you, you kind of do this for the love of the game yeah. and um I, I think it's a wonderful one one of the, one of the better causes in the city i have to say so congratulations great. to the two of you for doing it thank you very much for having us in studio welcome thank lads you. okay salon folks that's all we have time for i see the light across the bay i see the light not far away and i hear for our Irish community can be heard every Saturday from 11 a.m. to noon. This is 